Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. My next guest is from Fox Business, and I always like looking at the bios and finding out a little bit about the guests, and I find out that Jackie DeAngelis is fluent in both Mandarin and Farsi. Go figure, so am I. So pick your language. We'll do this interview in any language. English, Farsi, Mandarin. Which one would you go with? <laughs> I'm going to go with English, Mark. <laughs> um, I'm so glad that you said How are you, Jackie? Thanks for coming I'm on. I'm doing well. How are you? Fantastic. Thanks for having me. Well, I saw, you know, I've been seeing a lot of the promos, and obviously we're fans of uh, of all things Fox here at 97.1 FM Talk, but I know that there is a new lineup, and I was seeing some of the promos during the football game, and I thought, let's get somebody on to talk about this. Plus, there's so many things in um, the economy, and we'll get to the show here, I guess, in a couple of minutes. Let's talk about the GDP numbers and what you thought about that. I mean, on the one hand, pretty good news after a couple of quarters in negative territory. Does this mean that we're out of the recession, you know, fears? Uh, short answer to that, no. We had two <laughs> quarters of consecutive neg- negative growth in 2022, first quarter, second quarter. And this number was down from the third quarter. Um, and it wasn't really an impressive number when you dig past the headline um, and see that about, uh, let's see, uh, about two-thirds of a point came from increased government spending. Government spending is what's fueling inflation. So, you know, it's it's rolled into this GDP number representing growth, but that's not where you want to get your growth from. As a matter of fact, um, the, the number, when you dig into it, you could see that consumers are a little edgy right now and they're spending less. And remember that consumers are two-thirds of the U.S. economy. Um, and I, I have a lot of worries as we go into the rest of 2023 about layoffs, um, rising interest rates, and how this is all going to impact the average American. If you don't have a paycheck because you don't have a job, you're not going to be spending, and these GDP numbers are not going to hold up. So I have a, uh, a, a great mortgage client that, that is not on the air with me right now, Golden Oak Lending, because, they look, nobody's refinancing. I've, they've been with me for a long time. It's a great company. I've done a lot mm-hmm. of the work with them. But w- when I was checking in with um, one of the guys from, from the company back late last year, just kind of saying hi, I think I had seen a commercial and I wanted to touch base. And, and he said, because I, I my expectation was, well, nobody's doing refis, right? You can't do a refi at 7% rate. The response was, 
you would be surprised at how much revolving debt people have. And that's yeah. that's kind of coming to roost right now. You had all these great times, and now people are putting, I think, Jackie, a couple of years ago, we are at the all-time low, high savings rate, all-time low with credit. Now it's kind of flipped, hasn't it? It's completely flipped. So during the pandemic, especially in 2020, when we were all, you know, under lockdown, there were no vaccines, um, people had saved record amounts of money because they weren't commuting to work. They weren't eating meals out. They weren't buying clothes to go to events. Right. So actually something wonderful happened with the U.S. savings rate and you saw it spike. Then they blew through that money because they had fatigue from being, you know, locked inside their homes. Inflation, you know, skyrocketed. And so that added to how much they were spending. It was it was more than they would normally be on recreational activities and getting life back to normal. And now we're seeing statistics like the average U.S. household has over seven thousand dollars in credit card debt. Add to that that credit cards already were charging egregious interest rates and those rates continue to go up because of what we're seeing with the Federal Reserve, you know, those are difficult holes to dig out. One more stat, um, a significant amount of the American population doesn't even have a thousand bucks in the bank for an emergency, Mark. This is not good. No, it's not good. And, you know, I had like a couple years ago, it wasn't too long ago, I had, um, I bought this house that, that had a geothermal system in it. So, you know, I inherited this geothermal system and the house wasn't even that old. Well, the whole thing took a, took a crap couple years ago, right? And mm-hmm. it, my choice was to repair it at a certain figure, which was much lower than the replacement cost, which was higher. But I'm like, okay, I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to replace it because I think it's the smart thing to do. Well, I refied because the rates were really good at that point. And you know, I pulled some, some um, money out to do that. Um, you're not going to do that. If you have less than $1,000 and you have a big emergency or something comes up, medical bills or whatever, what are people going to do? I think they're going to put more on the credit card, which is going to create more problems, right? Absolutely. And Mark, it happened to me. I had breast cancer. I was diagnosed in 2021 in June. And um, I will tell you that when that kind of thing happens, it, it hits you out of the blue. You are not ready for it. And if you don't have a little money in the bank, it makes things very, very difficult. Well, what, what is your opinion of where the Fed, well, let's, two questions, uh, how the Fed has managed this and what they might do, you know, this year. Are they going to back, back off a little bit on the rate hikes? What's the anticipation that you have? I think they're going to back off in the magnitude of the rate hikes. So, um, you know, smart money says when Jerome Powell announces the next one for um, for uh, it'll be I guess it'll be next week in in February um, that he'll do a quarter of a point. And, um, you know, a quarter of a point is less than we've seen three quarters of a point um, as we're heading into the end of the year. What I think his his, um, strategy is going to be is to go slow Keep hiking, but go slow. Listen, you've got to get this over 6% inflation down to 2%. You're going to have to hike more. But how you do it will be crucial. And so he'll go slow just to see how it impacts the economy. He doesn't remember. He wants to engineer soft landing, as they say, which is very difficult to do. But he doesn't want to go too hard and and put us into a a deep recession. Um, So I think you're going to get several quarter point hikes. If it's not enough, he may have to do a half a point. Um, But, you know, Wall Street was thinking, okay, he's going to hike, hike, hike till the end of the year, maybe one or two in the beginning of 23. And then that he would actually start backing off and and lowering rates. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Rates are going to stay higher for a prolonged period of time. And people need to get their head around that, whether it's the person that you're talking about, you know, trying to buy a home, do a refinance, whatever you're trying to do, start a small business, 
this is the boat that we're in. And I ask people to sit back and reflect of, of, you know, on how we got here and how we got here was we had a really strong economy going to the pandemic. Yes. We had a crisis not seen in, you know, this magnitude in a hundred years. So we spent some money to try to get out of it. Uh, I would say, you know, between uh, March of 2020 and when the vaccine rollout happened in 2021, early in January. And then we kept spending when Joe Biden came into office. Six and a quarter trillion dollars of spending in two years. This is where we are. Yeah, it, it's insane. And I, you know, I never remember in the course of my adult life, and I've enjoyed a lot of low rates over the past several decades, but I really don't remember a time like this. I mean, I certainly remember when mortgage rates were higher and then, you know, everybody refinanced in the early 2000s or whatever in the aftermath of 9-11. And then you had what happened in 2008. But this just feels different, doesn't it? I think it feels different. You know, and a lot of people talk about how rates were higher after um, the Carter administration was out of office, early 80s. Um, Paul Volcker had to, you know, spike the rates up to deal with rising inflation in a similar way. And yeah, I mean, the seeing rates at zero was sort of unprecedented in some ways, and you knew it wasn't going to last forever. My gripe with the Fed generally is that they should have started hiking sooner to curb inflation, and then they wouldn't have had to hike as much. And the slower that you would do it, you know, um, the impact on the economy, it all just would have felt um, not as jarring. I don't like these knee-jerk moves. It's not healthy. It doesn't feel good for people. Um, and it makes them feel like things are very volatile. So that's that's kind of the situation that we're in. Jackie DeAngelis is with us from Fox Business, the co-host of the new Big Money Show. So what would your expectation be? Because we're going to hear a lot of, you know, doom and gloom. The uh, sky is falling over this debt ceiling right now. Obviously, if if we default, that is not a good thing for the country. I happen to be a person that believes that we should have a discussion about the amount of money that we're spending right now. But what what's going to happen here? I think um, everybody realizes the serious magnitude of default. If, if the United States defaults on its debt, um, you know, we can trigger basically a global financial crisis. So I think both sides of the aisle realize that. However, they do have till June to have discussions and do a back and forth. We saw this um, the last time, I want to say it was 2011, and it got really serious where the S&P downgraded uh, the U.S.'s debt rating from AAA because there was so much concern about what was going to happen. But in the end, John Boehner was Speaker of the House. Um, he did appeal to, it was President Obama at that time in the administration, and basically laid down the law and said, you got to cut your spending a little bit. And they came to an agreement. I think the same thing will happen here. But sometimes you have to play hardball to get there. What, what You know, I find the housing market interesting related to all this, too. I just had a conversation with one of my one of my sponsors, Mark Gelman, who's a friend, has been a friend for a long time and my realtor. But, you know, I think our fears um, were at the start. Well, just go back three years. Right. March of 2020. Mm-hmm. One of my first fears was, oh, my God, the housing market's going to fall apart. All this equity that we think we have is going to be gone. Well, the opposite kind of happened. Right. And now yeah. you know, we're still in a situation in this country and Mark's sort of spelled it out in the last hour. Inventory is so low. And he says they're even getting, you know, over asking price offers and things like that. It just some of this makes and this is what you do for a living. You, you focus on the economy. But for the rest of us who aren't that smart, it kind of makes your brain hurt because it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. The labor market's interesting, too. Right. Where the hell are yeah. all the workers? So this is a very yeah. interesting time in, in this country. And I don't know where it's going to take us. Can I just make one more comment? Yeah. The workers are at home. Participation is very low, and that's what's keeping this unemployment rate low. Um, the workers are at home, and they're saying, we got so much stimulus during the pandemic. If we stay home, they'll continue to give it to us, and that's exactly what they did. So they are not being incentivized to go back to work. 
that's number one. And with respect to the housing market, I think what's happening, the inventories are low and prices are staying high when rates are going up and prices should be going down. So what ends up happening there is you're going to create a situation where when the sellers are forced to sell and they have to fire sale things and drop those prices, you almost, you know, there's a bubble here. Um, it's just not at the tipping point yet. So a few years ago, you did, and correct me if I get anything wrong here, because I get things a lot wrong a lot, Jackie, just so you know, but you did a, a, a series on capitalism versus socialism, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you, I would almost think, and that what was that 2019 when that happened? Yes, it's when I joined Fox Business. I would almost think that that debate would even be um, interesting to revisit three years later from the standpoint that the push towards socialism has been on steroids, hasn't it? That's correct. And it's funny because we were having the conversation early and these kinds of things don't happen overnight. But you're seeing a sea change with policy where slowly but surely and the pandemic, I think, just, you know, sped everything up. Um, with the stimulus checks and, and making that move and, and giving handing more money out to people. And, you know, that's what I'm saying when I say the, the listeners need to think about where we are and how we got here. Um, that's slowly where this is going. And the more it goes on, the more people keep voting for Democrats in office, the more social issues are put in the forefront um, to a certain degree the more we're going to head down that road. And it's dangerous. People don't realize what they have. You know, my mother came from Iran. She immigrated to this country, and she always tells me the system wasn't perfect, but when the Shah was in power, Iran was prospering. It was flourishing. Things were good. And then a new regime came. They promised a whole bill of goods. They didn't say they were going to abuse women, and they weren't going to care about human rights, and they were going to lock down information and censor content and do all the things that they're doing. Of course, they don't tell you that. Um, so the people overthrow the Shah. They put this government in, in place, and, and now look where they are. You really need to watch what, what you're being sold, what people you know, say to get in power and then what their actions are and what they do. You know, I'm not saying it's going yeah. to be that extreme, but I'm just saying you've seen this happen time and time again in, in other countries. And what, what makes us any different? Absolutely. Uh, tell me about the new show, The Big Money Show. Weekdays, I think it would be noon central time if I get it right. Uh, One o'clock Eastern, noon central. Um, I'm joined by my co-host, Brian Brenberg and Taylor Riggs. And we have a conversation about finance rather than, you know, a solo show and where guests come on and there's, you know, just a two-way conversation. It's a group conversation. And we're all sort of chiming in from different perspectives. We're watching the markets very closely. We're taking a look at where um, Main Street Wall Street and Washington converge. What I specifically try to do on the show is read these tea leaves, the kind of stuff that we're talking about here, about what's happening globally within our country um, to give people the context they need to think about things. I'll give you one example in my personal life. During the pandemic, speaking of housing, I live in New York City and I saw that prices had fallen briefly because people thought New York was going to implode and never come back. I hadn't seen that since 9-11. 20 some years ago, right? So I saw this brief price dip and then I saw the inflation on the rise and I said, wow, I have a little down payment money and I think I need an inflation hedge. Prices are going to be down for this brief period. So I bought an apartment with a two and a half percent mortgage rate and, oh, wow. and, and low pricing, right? That's the big picture. And, and I look back now and say, you nailed it. That's the big picture that I want to try to help people with is seeing what's coming down the pike and saying, what can I do now 
to position myself or protect myself. You know what else you nailed? We got to bring this up because you brought it up and maybe you never nail it completely, but you kind of, you got through this cancer bout and I want you to talk about that because you have publicly discussed it. You had, uh, you had double mastectomy, didn't you? I did. I had stage one breast cancer. I was diagnosed after my first mammogram. And this is why I talk about it publicly because I believe that mammogram saved my life. Finding this at stage one, you know, made, made ensured that it wouldn't be a, a bigger problem down the road if, if and when it was discovered. And so I urge women to go for their mammograms, go for their screenings. Don't put it off. Um, thank God, Mark, it's 18 months later. I'm through the hardest part of it. I'm through the woods. And, um, you know, I look back on the experience. I kind of think God does everything for, for some reason. There's reasoning behind it. I learned a lot. I'm, I'm spreading the message and the word to other people and raising awareness. So yeah, I, I awesome. hope that that helps. Well, it's important. You know, I, I, I do this in, in, a, in a similar way, but nothing as extreme because I've never had cancer. But I bring this up because I'm a lot older than you. And when I was, I think I was a little late on my colon cancer screening, it was 52. But I remember, mm-hmm. so that was like six years ago. But I remember the, it was either the day or the day after I did, the, you know, because it's a big buildup and everybody mm-hmm. has to take the, the junk and then, you know, what happens after yeah. that. But I went, went on Facebook where I don't even go that often. And there was a, a woman who I was friends with in junior high. Her name was Diane. Cotton. I had a huge crush on her, just truth be told. But she had posted something about losing her father and that she had lost. So I'm in my 50s, 57. She's the same age. At this point, she probably had lost her father when she was like 42 years old because this goes back a while. And the reason that she lost her father is because he did not have one of those screenings that could have probably been uh, life-saving. So her her encouragement was, you know, do it. And I had just done it. I sent her a note and said, thank you, because this is a message that needs to be shared. And I've, I've had to scold a bunch of my friends who are in the same age group about it, because sometimes doing the right thing and just taking a little time is going to go a long way. Absolutely. And if I could just make one um, note on uh, doing the colonoscopy, the recommended age now has been dropped down to 45. So if you're 45 and you hear this, you should be thinking about it. And because I had cancer, pre-existing cancer, um, my doctors have recommended that I do it early. I'm 42 and I'm going to do it this year. And my doctor told me colonoscopy is the best, as she put it, bang for your buck. Yes. Because if they find a polyp and they remove it, they got it. You're done. They, you know, they, they fix it. Um, whereas some other cancers, of course, even after you remove them, there's always a chance it could spread yeah. or that a cell got That's away. That's why it's so important. So yeah. It is so important. And you know what? It's not everybody because you get all nervous about it. You get built up and, and it's not that bad. Plus, the Michael Jackson drugs are outstanding. I can absolutely understand those. Jackie DeAngelo, thank you so much. The Big Money Show, noon Eastern Time, Fox Business Network. Great to hook up with you. I'm so glad that you're on a, a path to great recovery with your health as well. Thank you, Mark. We'll see you on Fox Business at 1 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. See Next time we're doing this in Farsi, though. Just count on it, okay? Okay. All right, I'll we'll be see ready. you. Take care. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.